minutes in case there's any like people left that actually want to show up and watch this fiasco. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to do uh, an intro and uh, sort of a short recap before we get started today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So there's three episodes out there uh, that, well, well three, two people can't see yet because it's nowhere available except for the deep dark web. <clears throat> Oh. Apparently, I don't know what that means. Dot onion. <laughs> yeah, available in a store, nowhere near you. <clears throat> that uh, does that imply that there's some kind of light, bright web that we normally on? Yes. Okay. Shiny, shiny web. The shiny web. So, <laughs> I don't know about a shiny web. That I, I fear the shiny web. I feel like <laughs> I, I fear the web right. that you can't see. <laughs> there's going to be a terrible spider in there, right? That's how uh, it works. Talking about like a. You know, if there's an opposition, that means there's a, a good side. I've been playing Valheim, and I was playing early enough to where it was still pretty beta, and some of the creatures you fight had, like, coding name for it versus, like, what you see in actual game. <laughs> One of them was Enemy Blob. <laughs> and somebody's like, does that infer the existence of Friendly Blob? <laughs> Apparently, no so. is the answer to that riddle. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I haven't really seen anybody playing that and something pop up and they're like, oh, good. One of those things. <laughs> I'm so delighted. There's something called an oozer, uh, which is like a mega blob. And I, I, like, it still wrecks me and I'm way beyond it. I'm so much more than it and it kills me anyway and it makes me mad. So I just run from them when I see them now. Stupid oozers. Stupid oozers. Oozers are losers. I sometimes wonder with those kinds of games if the if the devs ever just take control of one of those creatures and just chase PCs around. <laughs> Watch this, because because that's what I would do. Put it in god mode, and just hop around, but you know, like yeah, do one point of damage. Like, just peer in on your game and just be like, "What's this? I'm gonna spawn crap." <laughs> the other day, I was watching a friend play, and they were they were sailing across the ocean, and they were complaining about how that five minutes earlier they the uh, a sea serpent had spawned and reached up and bitten one of them out of the boat and they, they were like, so they they left all of their gear and they were you know uh had like stone clubs and they were still trying to find this other island to find some swamps or something and on the way back after having discovered the swamp they were coming back and the sea serpent caught them two-thirds of the way back and uh, my friend created some very colorful language um, <laughs> before he was able to get back to shore. <laughs> so they named the uh, they named the site that they conquered the sea serpent in uh, D E D S N E K all caps. <laughs> Dead snake. To commemorate the occasion. Dead snake. <laughs> hey, look! Oh, it's so, us. Somebody is playing Volheim right now. Back patio net is. <laughs> the funny thing about Valheim is there's no way to actually destroy anything. So from the beginning of the game until wherever you are, whatever you've picked up is there, except for like consumables, you know, like coal and foods and things like that. So some of the things that you do find are eyeballs <laughs> that you make things out of and all this crap. So there are, I mean an obscenely grotesque number of eyeballs in my server right now, just laying around everywhere. Gray dwarf so eyeballs. I, 
I kind of hope that eventually, you know, as you as you kind of develop into a more advanced civilization, that you'll pick up like some kind of eyeball refinery and you can mass like <laughs> process these things. Well, you can use them to do certain things, like you can create things, but it's such a limited use. I, I think I think of maybe one or two things that you use gray dwarf <laughs> eyeballs for, but you get so damn many of them. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, you get at least two per dwarf, right? I mean, so. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> and their dwarves are everywhere. Yeah. All right. I, I, I'm actively avoiding this game. Well, not actively, mm-hmm. passively avoiding this game, because I know that if I play it, you'll never see me again. Oh, believe me. It's true. I have I have more hours in that game than I do uh, Cyberpunk 77, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Is that just because it's it's more capable of running? <laughs> yes. Actually, it is. Yeah, it's in beta, it is, yeah. and I'm still fighting enemy blobs. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, all right. For those of you who are joining us, we are going to kind of do a recap and a uh, little introduction what's going on. This is actually episode four of our podcast webcast, The Age of Heroes. Age of Heroes is kind of a, a subset of... No, we're playing Age of Madness, which is a subset of Age of Heroes, the webcast umbrella. So this campaign is called Age of Madness. Uh, It's actually an old dungeon magazine adventure called Shackled City. Uh, We're playing D&D 5e, 5th edition, and we are basing it in Greyhawk, the original D&D world before Forgotten Realms was forgotten. Um, The nice thing (laughs) about... Forgotten Realms was remembered. (laughs) The known realms. Uh... (laughs) The nice thing about Greyhawk is there's so little known about it. Like, there's adventures and this, that, and the other, but they stop really writing. We're kind of making it up as we go. So we're building along with what's known about Greyhawk and adding our little touch to it. Uh, ideally, we're going to start doing weekly recordings. Um, but logistics being what they are, some of us can't make it every single Sunday night. So someday, some weeks, maybe once a month, we'll miss a recording or possibly do a recording on a separate day. But generally, we're going to try to do 8.30 Sunday nights from here on out if we can. That's the idea. Um, so with no further ado, I'm Matt. I am the DM. Oh, by the way, this is a Back Patio production. I don't know if you guys, some of you I know there are in the chat are from Back Patio. Probably Adam maybe in there right now. I can't tell. Um, but right now we're recording this Twitch on my personal Twitch account, Matt Brewer. So after tonight and for here on out, all of the future recordings and live shows will be on the BPN, uh, Twitch channel, which I'll get that out there. If, uh, whoever's in back, back, back patio net in the chat, wouldn't mind linking, the other address, if you have a chance, between killing Draugr and Grey Dwarves' eyeballs. Um, <laughs> so, I'm Matt. I'm going to be DMing this, and I'm going to go just let everybody go at it. We'll go clockwise for me in the Twitch stream. So, Khaldun will be next. Hi, I'm Heath. I am playing Khaldun, a Githyanki of Jur, who has fled the grand city of Tenereth after it was revealed to him that the Lich Queen's future for their race is a lie. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, uh, do you want me to go? Yeah. 
Cool. Plus, clock uh, yeah, yeah, that's how clockwise works. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Everything everything goes the other way. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm playing Tarathiel, the elven rogue. Uh, I came to the city and was making a, a fair living for myself when a group of uh, nasty people with uh, painted faces snagged me from the street and tried to extort me for money and uh, cut off my, my pinky. So now I have only nine fingers. So let me get into character. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. Excellent. <clears throat> so I am Jamie. Um, I am playing Fairzon. He is a Goliath uh, fighter. Uh, he originally came from a mountain range some distance away. Uh, he traveled far, as it were. Um, and he is quite unique among the people here. Um, and I, I mean, I guess we can reveal the city name, correct? Yeah, that's that's going to be the yeah. next player that okay. we talk about. Um, okay. So to the right <laughs> is the city of Cauldron, which is the background pretty much for the entire campaign of Shackled City. Um, Cauldron is set inside of the caldera of a dormant volcano. What you're seeing in the center is Crater Lake. Uh, it's just a water runoff from the daily rains. Uh, this area of Greyhawk is the southeasternmost area of the main air lands before you get into like the, the dust sea over the mountain range. Uh, it's a tropical area. Uh, think Hawaii, uh, you know, volcanoes and tropical fruit. And it's mostly human. Um, there are the exceptions in the city. Actually, in this region, it's mostly human, and majority of the people in this area have kind of a a Middle Eastern or uh, North African uh, about their look. You know, they're dark skin, dark hair, dark eyes. It's just the norm. Um, seeing anything that's non-human isn't necessarily puts you on alert, but it's like seeing kind of a weird celebrity. It's, you know, wow, I've, I'm looking at a half-elf. I've never seen one before in my life, and I'm 30. You know, that kind of thing. Um, mostly human, like, except well, it's the Ethan Exactly. So the party is consistent of a Githzeri, uh excuse me, a Githyanki, a Goliath, and a half-elf. However, one of the things about Greyhawk and the way that Gary Gygax, the guy who wrote all this crap, um, he saw adventurers as or adventuring as an actual profession. Mm -hmm. So when you think of people breaking the law, robbing a house, the guards take care of that. When you think of a dragons out there or there's ghosts and goblins to take care of, the adventurers take that. So it's kind of... Are you full elf or half elf? Full. Oh. I believe. I, I'm pretty sure. That I only had half of you in my head. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of like a witchery feeling. You know, the witcher is one that go out to kill these unearthly beasts so that's kind of a background for the world that we're playing in um i think the four of us together kind of try to give you a recap of the first three episodes which will be available on the back patios uh youtube channel soon uh hopefully sooner, th sooner than later yeah it's it's been in the works for two weeks that i haven't gotten around to doing yet uh, but now that this is kind of a, a more liveish thing, we're going to try to get those out there so everybody can watch it and catch up. Um, so basically, to begin with, in episode one, we met Khaldun, 
Um, so you're coming out of the Underdark, escaping. Right, yeah. When I fled the city of Tunereth through the portal, it dumped me into the Underdark. And I wandered around in the, uh, the uh, uh, disorienting radiation to the Underdark until I you know, came out of a cave and was uh, essentially saved by a blacksmith, Varric, who brought me to, to uh, Cauldron. And then once, oh well, and then Tarathiel, you kind of started in Cauldron um, mm-hmm. when the story began. Um, how much of your story do you want to tell? Uh, I think the I think the it, it's enough to know that I was in Cauldron. I was probably grifting folks for money, uh, playing cards, and uh, like I said before, got picked up by someone um, who took me to a place down by the docks, I believe. Is yep. that right? That's close. Yep. And uh, yeah, demanded demanded money and uh, cut off one of my fingers, and I managed to escape, uh, kill one of the people that was chasing me, and uh, I took his finger. In retaliation. And then Farazon. <clears throat> so Farazon traveled um, at the behest of, I believe, his um, father, the leader of his tribe. Uh, so uh, the Goliaths are tribal, clannish type type of people. They are uh, pretty secluded up in their up in their mountains. Um, but he traveled. Um, to a monastery at the base of the um, mountain, the Cauldron Mountain. <clears throat> and he studied there for several months. Um, these small human monks were teaching him a thing of two until he realized that he was not a monk um, and that he could use a stick, a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and so after he stick, learned... You mean tree, right? <laughs> yeah. It literally tree. ripped a tree out of the ground. Yep. And so uh, after he learned what he could from there, he is continue. He has been sent on a quest uh, for knowledge and wisdom um, to prevent something from happening that has been um, prophesied, I believe, or foretold. Yeah, there's a there is a witch uh, or I guess a shaman in your clan that had this mm. this vision of darkness and writhing earth and evil. And your dad kind of sent you out into the world to kind of, really to kind of get some information, but also to, you know, make you a man, you know, get there, yeah, yeah, get yeah. killed. <laughs> get killed. <laughs> Be strong. Return back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of the gist of episode one. Episode two, um, everybody kind of uh, met the guards of uh, the walls of, of Cauldron and were, in, you know, they were taken in nicely and they were taxed. Everyone was taxed their one silver piece, which come to find out you looking at the, uh, the economy of the game. It's quite a bit of money. I mean, just to walk through the doors, you're all charged a silver just to get in. Um, everybody was directed towards uh, one particular end called the uh, drunken Morkoth, which is the quote, um, uh, Adventurers Inn and Tavern. Um, of course, all three of the characters decided to go there simultaneously, as it would happen in most D and D games. Their own free will. Yes. Um, <laughs> kind of got settled in. God, excuse me. I'm I'm drinking liquid adrenaline with, I think, caffeine and cocaine in it. I'm burping like crazy. Um, so the three characters 
meet uh, the, the waitress and then they go out and get their individual jobs doing whatnot to kind of you know have a day job to pay for the the money it costs to live in a tavern and eat out you know for every meal so kind of got that established and during the night at the end of the night um, they heard the cry of for cry of help or cry for help out in the storm and the three heroes ran from the tavern to see a holy man being accosted by a pair of these guys who earlier in the story took one of Tarathiel's pinkies, uh, which come to find out they're called the Last Laugh Thieves Guild. And that was the end of episode two. Then episode three, the last episode, which is actually still available. I may actually, you know what? Let's just let them watch that one. Uh, no. Kind of got to get you caught up to, yeah, there's a lot happened last episode. We even went long. I think it was about three, uh, two hours long. So you guys helped me out. Um, you, you saved the priest. You of St. Ca- Cuthbert. Of St. Cuthbert. Uh, you mm-hmm. captured the, 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 the fiendish foul people beating up the priest. Yes, yeah, the last priest, priest punches. Put them to sleep and tied them up, punches. and they were guards. <laughs> they were guards. Uh, the priest's name uh, is escaping me right now as I go to my notes. Uh, Rufus. Rufus. Rufus Laro. Uh, he was being beaten. Uh, they weren't using weapons. They were just kind of putting the fear of St. Cuthbert in him. Um, mm-hmm. And as soon as the the, the character, as soon as the, the heroes came around the corner to to uh, confront them, they all took off. And we're having nothing with these guys. And Khaldun wiggled a few fingers and put them all to sleep. Just like, bloop. I mean, like, cut the strings. They all fell in the mud. Mm-hmm. Short story of that is they sent them to jail. They got some guards who were doing their rounds. And come to find out that two of, or all three of the people that were attacking this priest were actually guardsmen that had been hired by the last laugh to attack him and, uh, kind of scare him away from what they were saying. The orphanage. The orphanage, investigating the orphanage, which leads us to the Temple of St. Cuthbert, where you escorted him back um, safely to meet Jinya, who let the party know that four children had been abducted, uh, thought to have been abducted, from the orphanage disappeared disappeared. but it was thought to be an abduction because there's no real reason i mean uh no indication for them to have left but the party gets there they have a uh, virginia heals them up and offers them the job to kind of investigate see what's going on so what happened to these kids uh the player the characters get paid get a little bit of a little bit of money some healing and are given a writ of purpose which is basically uh the church of St. Cuthbert has given them their confidence for them to act in the name of St. Cuthbert's church to investigate to to pretty much, it's kind of like a key to the city a little bit. Um, And ask that the, you know, of course that the characters don't abuse this, this writ. Um, So then the players or the characters decide to go to the, uh, Lantern Street Orphanage and do some investigating where they scare the hell out of the uh, grounds, the uh, the uh, Gretchen, 
the the old woman head who mistress. takes care of the orphan, the headmistress, uh, eventually getting in, investigating, and Tarathiel with his uh, background knowledge about locks and things of that sort, noticed that none of the locks have ever been picked, and uh, none of the locks have ever been picked, and find out from that information when Gretchen mentions that all the locks are new. They have been recently donated in the last four to six weeks by uh, Gelv's Locks. Uh, Keegan Gelv, who's been a longtime member of the city, who has, on a regular basis, uh, updated and supported the orphanage whenever he could. But mm -hmm. these locks are brand new, and she has never, she wears the keys around her, her neck and she never loses track of them. So that led them to go to Gelb's Locks, and that's kind of where we ended. Uh, I think y'all had some sausages or something, but pretty much, pretty much sausage waited. Sausage in a bun. Huh? Sausage in a bun. So, yeah, sausage in a bun. And <laughs> waited for Gelb to return, and that's where you guys were. Gelb was returning from lunch. It was around noon. Uh, he had approached his shop and was at the door unlocking it, and flipping the sign around back to open, back from lunch. Now that's you're what? caught up, and that's where we're starting today. Outside <laughs> of uh, Gelb's Locks, on Lava Avenue, and next to immediately next to you is the largest building, second largest building in Cauldron, um, the Academy. The Academy, yeah. Um, and you're all staying there. And like I said... Cauldron is a very, very busy city. There are thousands of people that live in the city uh, along every road, every flat road. So you're looking on the map, the little, the long roads are all very, very uh, uh, elevated, right? We're talking like 45 degree elevation down this cauldron or down this caldera. And on the side roads that go north, this, or uh, here I go with my wiggling instead of instead of uh pinging <laughs> instead of these, pinging yeah. these roads yeah. here that aren't as crooked um you have a lot of kiosks and salesmen and you have your dealers and people that don't have storefront and all throughout the city on a regular basis there is a very good presence of guards uh all human all very pleasant um they nobody even the three well, when they're not punching priests. Yeah. Exceptionally bribable. <laughs> Very bribable. Well, three of them were. Can't judge okay. the whole world, you know. Um, not, not, all, not all guards, that's what you're saying. Not all guards, just those three. Um, <laughs> so, just to give you an idea, like, it's not a static city. Like, it's very dynamic. There are uh, people bustling all the time. It's very busy. Now, Farazan, obviously, you stick out very much, being a foot taller than the tallest human in town um you yeah. have not seen anybody else of your kind since you left your your tribe weeks ago um and obviously Khaldun, you will never see anybody of your kind again um, <laughs> that would be a good thing <laughs> yeah hopefully. Oh, gosh. Um, if we do see someone that looks like you that's a problem we're in trouble <laughs> yes shoot sure first ask questions away. later so just to kind of set the scene uh it is like one o'clock in the afternoon, you're standing there beside this uh, this traveling hot dog salesman. You're eating your fill, um, bustling city. It is dry right now. 
Uh, you can smell the, the filth of Crater Lake and the dead fish and all the refuse wash off as the priests of the city go about uh, casting purify water to keep the waters clean. What do you do? I cast sleep and time out. Okay. All right. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> As a joke. I don't do that. Yeah. Gil do thinks that. it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> right. Has so anyone does. got a plan he, for how to talk to this geezer? Well, he walks up. I mean, like he he doesn't really notice you. Uh, he he notices fares on, of course, and just yeah. shrugs a little bit and walks on to his shop, unlocks it, like nothing's going on. And as far as he's concerned, nothing's going on. He turns and walks in, shuts the door behind him. And then you can yeah. see over it. So you've got this this building. It's a two-story building, uh, which is a little unusual for Cauldron because most, most of the buildings are multiple stories high. Um, you've got the front door. And then to the right, as you're facing it, you've got kind of a, a, a glassed-in uh, display area with various locks and mechanisms. And not all locks. There's some other uh, mechanical items there, like scissors or you know things that aren't just common in everyday use around Cauldron. Um, and after a moment or so, you see him go over and he push, spread, you know, pulls the curtains aside to let the wares be seen on the street. And he goes back into the darkness of his uh, his shop. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll ask the other two. Like, what are you going to say? Hey, by the way, have you been involved in kidnapping a bunch of orphans? I was thinking about it. Right. <laughs> you have a better approach? I'm open to ideas. I might have one. Okay. Can I grab the writ? Sure. Here, I hand it to I hand the writ to uh, Tarathio. All right. Then we'll head into the store. All right. Head up. Uh, oh, <laughs> let Matt get things under control here. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Head up. The entire map moves up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I moved the city around you. I hate oh. when that happens. Oh, oh. oh no! Oh, there's a, map. there's a map. I like maps. I maps are fun. Move. So you, oh dear, is Trathiel <laughs> is Trathiel going alone or is, no? No, I'm 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 going with him. Okay. Um, yeah, Farzan will follow and duck his head as he goes in. Do you want us to put our tokens on the map? Yes, please. So oh. what you see? Open the door, and the map is actually pretty descriptive. There's a long. Um, uh, mahogany kind of carpet running down the center. There are these two chairs that are flanking this hearth that has a fire in it. It's pretty warm in here. There's the smell of um, freshly cut wood and pipe smoke. Uh, the long brown thing is his uh, countertop. And mm -hmm. as you walk in, there's a little ding, but you don't see a bell, right? You open the door, but you don't see the bell hanging that's physically hit. But you do hear a ding as you walk through the door. Um, Ooh, and you hear from the magical back, ding. a magical thing. And you hear from back, uh, on the right, you see there are these, uh, red drapes curtains, uh, and you hear a voice from back there. Just a minute. I'll be with you. Just a minute. Okay. Make yourself I'll comfortable. Move fares on off the counter. <laughs> um, on the walls, you see hooks with just keys, like an innumerable number of hooks and keys. Um, you're assuming that every one of these keys is attached to a, lock that's for sale somewhere now Khaldun, are you back behind the counter 
Yes, I am looking for all the answers. Okay. No. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Uh, I am over here next to the fire. Okay. Roll a, sh- roll a shenanigans check. <laughs> <laughs> and a few, mo- a few moments pass, and the red curtains, a man slips between them. He doesn't, like, pull them apart or anything. He walks up and stands behind the counter. Hello. Can I He's help invisible. you? He is visible. I just don't <laughs> for him right now. Hey, you gilve. I am. How can I help Jenny you? Jenny Yakaris, uh, she, uh, well, it's a bit embarrassing, but she lost the key to uh, Sacrum's room while uh, Sacrum's out of town, and she's hoping to get another one cut, if at all possible. And he hands over the writ. There's our authorization from the church. Whoa. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> he looks at the writ. Okay, you're, you're with the church. Um, who's Sacrum? Oh, oh. By the way, the, uh, uh, by the way, <laughs> uh, a little dyslexia. It's sarcum. Sacrum is part of Sarkum. your butt. It's sarcum. Yeah. <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, okay. Yeah, hey, you know, it's a it's a Gygax name. It could be sacrum. It could be anus, for all we know. But yeah. it, it's <laughs> it's sarcum. Pardon me. Okay. Yeah. But yes, kids don't so, listen to math. Sarcum's out of town. <laughs> it's it's a sound policy for a happier future. <laughs> I'm literally telling my kids not to listen to Matt. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, okay, you have... Yeah, I assume uh, I assume you keep a master here on... A master key? No, 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 no. That would be unethical. I do not do that. Every, key, oh, every lock has its own key. And uh, what if someone loses their key? I replace the lock and give them a new key. Depends how on how do you long get the lock out without unlocking it? I could take locks out of doors. I, I I have technical means and chisels, and I can bore the locks out. Sometimes I can pick them. I'm not too bad with a, a pick, but no, no, I replace the lock and everything. Right. I, I'm sorry. Why are you here? <laughs> Someone just key kind cut. of looks at Tarathriel and just like. Why are we here? <laughs> Tarathiel just kind of shrugs like, I don't know. <laughs> are you... Does the church need a lock? Um, let's start over. I'm Keegan Gelf. He holds his hand out. How do you do? Not too bad. And he takes the guy's hand and shakes it, but he's, he's only got the four fingers there. Oh. It's a little bit weak. He, uh... <laughs> You see a, a, a glimmer of recognition in what that represents. Mm-hmm. Uh, he nods. Are you, you're here with the church, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Got a writ and everything. Okay. He he picks up the writ at this point. Oh, He's, he pulls out like this little eyeglass thing. It takes the writ. Like, like he yeah. is he is looking <laughs> at it. Like look, eyeballing you, Tarathiel. Look, yeah. It's obvious he's looking for a forgery, and he hands it back to you. Said. Okay, he's got his hands on the the countertop, like where you can see them at all times. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> can the church? What can I do for the church? And Tarathiel will turn back to the others and just kind of shrug again. Like, does anybody else want to step in? You want to let Tarathiel handle it? Um. So you're saying that if <laughs> someone loses a key to a lock, the only way 
that they can get in is to remove the lock. Yes, I, I there are not multiple keys. One of, one I, of your locks. One of your locks. Well, I I can also replace locks if somebody you just pulled a weapon. Uh, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a token on there. <laughs> y'all, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, you're terrible. <laughs> um, I almost put in there one called Dead Soldier, and I thought that would be really funny. But um, <laughs> just uh, yeah. that was quick. No, it, so people come to me if they want a new lock, or if they've lost a key to their old lock, I will replace the lock and give them the new key. Uh, like let you lose the key to your house, uh, you come to my off my my store. I'll go to your house. I'll take the old lock out. I'll bore it out or try to pick it. And replace the old lock with a new lock and give you the key. Okay, well, we're working for someone that has your locks installed relatively recently. And someone broke in to the room behind the lock. Oh my goodness. And we're trying to figure out how. And so my friend here assumes that there's a master key, which I kind of figured to be a master key too, but I only play a locksmith on TV, so I don't know. Well, I, I, yes, it can be done. You can do, there are ways to, to make uh, locks in general that can be opened like a skeleton key, uh, but Mm -hmm. I I would never do that, no. Who, who? If you don't mind me asking, did I provide the lock for the person who got broken into? Because I do have a guarantee. It's, it's not a lifelong guarantee. It's only so many years because locks do break down. They do rust. They do get jammed up and dirty. And I will replace them up to a certain amount of time. But I, I whose lock is it? Well, my friend here is pretty certain that these are new locks. Like months new. Oh, well, they're still And something very, very precious was stolen. Well... That, that's understandable. Yes, yes. Um, it was the orphanage, Lantern Street. I don't want to watch him to see if he has a reaction. Uh, give me a perception. At this point, Ferrazon will reach over. Uh, Ferrazon will reach over to the door and close it. <laughs> <laughs> perception so, or the way Ferrazon closes doors is he just leans um, against it, whichever is better. Now closed. Whichever is better for you. I get expertise on insight. So okay. 17. See, Ooh, nice. then absolutely. Use insight for things like that from now on. Um, yeah. Yes. You notice a demeanor change. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and give me a perception also. Everybody give me a, a, an active perception check. Caldun, hmm. um, uh, you get an advantage on this one. I thought okay. I pushed the button. Maybe I did not push the button. Push the button. So Ferzon is uh, looking at locks. <laughs> He's perusing. Ferzon got a seven. Yeah. We're using, by the yeah, way, we're, we're using roll twenty to roll our dice uh, instead of twenty. Uh, just if, for listeners' edification, that's what we're using. If you're wondering where all these numbers are coming from, you don't hear dice being rolled. We're all rolling roll twenty. Uh, okay, so natural twenty for a twenty-three. <laughs> nice. Okay, that was your perception. Yes. All right. Caldoun, you got a four, and that was with advantage? No, 20. No, no, with advantage, you got a 20. Oh, so you got a natural 20, and Caldoun got a a, uh, a natural 20. Okay. A dirty 20. Yeah. Dirty 20. So Caldoun and Terathiel, not only do you notice an obvious uh, change in demeanor, from 
A, you notice that he's been kind of putting on a little bit of a show from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Not really yeah. sure why. Like, more of a, it's none of your business. He's trying to be, just keep his cards close to his chest. But when you when you notice, or when you mention uh, the Lantern Street Orphanage, it goes from just kind of, like, he's trying to figure you out to, oh my God, they know. Like, mm-hmm. you, you just see that in his face. Not only that, his form, his his actual visage shimmers. I mean, just almost imperceptibly. Uh-huh. But you do notice it. <clears throat> and he's, um, I, I so did. this may I, not be Gel. I did. I did replace those locks. I did. Six weeks ago. I, I've replaced those locks for years. I, I, I give them. I donate. I... I will replace them. They're under warranty. I don't know what was taken. I, while he's talking, I move right there. <laughs> and he, he looks over at you. It's like, now listen, I don't want any trouble. And he, he backs up. You know, it's like he sees you coming around. And uh, Well, I saw him shimmer, so I want a better look at him. Okay. So, I mean, I have a spell that would do something like that. The sky cell. So I'm wondering if he's not under the influence of that spell. Give me an arcana check. And if... Uh, because if you if you look at them close enough, you can see through the spell. So the other two, you guys see... 22. 22. He is absolutely under the effect of an alter self, or a disguise self spell. Disguise self. 100%. Okay. <clears throat> um, All right, so... Okay. So you other two, you see Khaldun kind of go around the corner to get a better look, and he's eyeballing him up and down. Yeah, I look, and it's like, oh, okay. So do you... Your spell is shimmering, my friend. And he, he I mean, he's just sweating. <laughs> he is just sweating bullets at this point. And he bolts back into the back room. Dang it. Just, I mean, just through this curtain. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay. Leap over the counter. <clears throat> please, please, leave me alone. I, I, it's not my fault. Um, you know what? Let's just go ahead and roll initiative. Just get that. <laughs> let's just get that out there. It's just That's an odd thing for him to say. That is an odd thing for him to say. All right. Man. Who got above a twenty? Who got That's above fun, a ten? Though. How about that? Jeez, look at those rolls. That's funny. <laughs> Nobody got above a ten. All right. Nope. Five to ten. <laughs> yeah, I got a five. Caldu got a five. Uh, Tarathiel got a nine. All right, Farazan, what you got? This is the same as Tarathiel. A nine? Uh, yep. Who wants to go first? Between the two of you. Boop, boop. Uh, I think oh, I'll go definitely. First. Huh? I think I'll go first. Okay. Unless you particularly want to go first. It it feels like Tarathiel would be more ready to leap over a counter than Farazan, maybe. Uh, he, he, it's <laughs> as soon as, like, he started acting oddly, uh-huh. um, like Farazan's first instinct was to reach across the counter and grab him. So when he okay. ran, you know, but you probably have much higher reactions and, and, uh, and dexterity cause he has no dexterity. So I'll defer to the, uh, full elf. I also just imagine Farazan just turns the sign to closed. <laughs> <laughs> right out of my Crunches head. the lock. <laughs> Yes, he pulls a Punisher. It's like, yes, we're going to take care of this. Exactly. All right. 
Round one, Tarathiel, you are first. How is that possible? Uh, Alright, if I want to jump over the counter and head through the curtain, what would would, would I need to roll to do that? Or can I just do that? Um, Are you proficient? Uh, uh, Nah, you can do it. It's a big deal. Are you proficient in counter counter hopping? Yeah, I am. uh, uh, Shoot, not athletics. What's the other one? Uh, acrobatics? acrobatics are you proficient in acrobatics i am if you're proficient you got it no problem all right as a tarathiel is going to counter slide over the over the counter and draw his short sword as he goes and then come through the curtain come through the curtain and viola you, Reveal. S- you blast through the red curtain uh and you see gelv is is literally like right here the the icon's kind of bullshit he's not facing away from you he's facing the curtain and he's he's slightly backing up but like because the way Sorry, turns are from he's not well, actually moving how did you do that i don't <laughs> i don't want to know i i got i got three screens in my face i don't have enough um but you see him and he's 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 backing up he's obviously got a fearful a fear in his eyes and that shimmering it's obvious now like you may not have picked you, know, you did pick up on it earlier but it's now obvious like because of you, you knowing it, because he is just really, obviously, just out of his mind, scared to death. It, the, mm-hmm. This image is wavering. Yeah, uh, that was that was five ten feet. You're still you got a lot of go. Yeah, I'd like to just. I want to come all the way around him. Is is this uh, to the south here? Is that uh, a window? Yeah, let me go ahead and reveal that. That's that's that display window I was talking about earlier. Okay, so that's open to the street, technically? Yes, those bottom three panels are glass, and those black curtains that you see are actually pulled back, so you can see, the, back. You can see the street from here. It's fairly right. fairly it, well lit in here now. In, in that case, I'm not going to step all the, way, <laughs> all the way forward to be very visible from the street. So, so, so one thing real quick, these are 10-foot squares. I couldn't find a better map that had... Uh, so each one of these squares is 10 feet. Okay. Can I make it? I kind of want to make it past him to stop him from going deeper into the building. Uh, if I can, yeah, yeah, that's that's one yeah, movement. So if I can, if I can make it to like there. Yep. Um, yeah, Tarathiel's gonna kind of stand in the back of the room and just be like, "Just tell us what you did, mate." Uh, that is just a move. Anything else? I don't really want to hit him. <laughs> so Good. I think yes. I just want to. I think I just want to like prepare to hit him, maybe, or even you can do that. Maybe try and try and knock him down i'm wondering if i should shove him so you can do uh you can do like grappling yeah you can try to knock him down there's no subdual damage in 5e you just you just do damage yeah you just yeah yeah um uh no i'm gonna i'm gonna suck at all those things because they're all athletics and that's not what i what i'm about so um that is not my shtick so yeah no i'm just gonna be be standing there be threatening and uh I'm going to prepare to, to try and stop him if he tries to get past. So let me stop real quick and describe this room real quick. All right. So A, the floor is all white marble. Like all these other buildings have been this black obsidian or some sort of variant uh, volcanic rock buildings. These floors are white marble. That front area was immaculate, spotless. You come back here, and this is obviously his sales room, his display area. Uh, those are three chests. They're all different sizes, different different complexity of, of, of locks with signs in them, you know, with prices and, you know, how many keys it would take. Some of them would take one key, some of them take three. 
Uh, in the bottom right corner, you see a pair of shelves with additional hardware, oh. you know, things that he's trying to sell. And it's not just lugs, like I said. There are other little knickknacks. All of it's mechanical. All of it's like tinkering stuff. Um, and then in the front area where the glass in it, glassed in uh, display area is, you see was probably his best of the best, like his bright, shiny locks. Um, his best, you know, it, it's a, it's a sales front. It's it's what you expect to see. And in the top right corner, so behind you directly, there's a stairwell going up. And at the base of the stairs, facing the stairs, you see this tall, this seven foot, uh, maybe two foot wide wooden case that's not really big enough to be a, a shelf, but there's a, a blanket thrown over it, and you hear kind of a ticking, uh, a rhythmic ticking coming from it. It's a bomb. It's a yeah. boom. <laughs> it's a lock bomb. Oh, shit. Lock bomb. <laughs> Matt, I've, uh, I, can I revise my turn then? Uh, I, have a, I have another cunning plan that I'm... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't give you the full information. So what, yeah, you, cool. what, you, what would you like to do? I think I, I want to come all the way around him. I'm still going to tell him, like, you know, we just want to talk. Just talk to us. And then I want to use my, my action to close the curtain. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> if you could you go right beside him and he doesn't attempt to do anything to you. His, his hands are mm-hmm. still kind of up and he's, he's shaking. He is, because you know, we're going in turns, it seems like he's just standing still. He's in the motion of, like, trying to go towards those stairs. It's just he hasn't gotten mm-hmm. there yet. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So but, I'm I'm gonna, gonna gonna come around him and close the curtain and it done. hide myself from the street. No problem. You can assassinate at will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else to Rathiel? No, that's it. Thanks. Fairzon, your turn. All right. Uh Fairzon will um given that there's a little bit of space there, can he do a running jump and athletically jump over the thing? Uh you can so step the, over. The, you're fine. Step over. Yeah, you're just big. <laughs> okay, he, he's nimble. You're huge. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then he will step over and rush through the uh, rush through the curtain. Okay. Any questions and, about the scene? Um, if Fairzon tackles him, is he going to land on Dorathriel? Uh, no, 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 no. You can control it. Okay. <laughs> then he will do so. Okay. Bear him to the ground. Give me an athletics check. Athletics check. And he that will try be... to resist you a little bit. <laughs> oh, only a little bit. Poor, only very little, little bit. bit. I rolled a one. Natural one. All right. You There's, got him. He wins. You got him. I mean, what do you, what, you've got this guy in your hands. What do you want to do? All right. That's the, uh, the classic... Big guy, you know, grapple, yeah, yeah, <laughs> grab him by the shirt and lift up off the glove ground, on the head, like swinging out, like. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're kind of bear hugging him and holding him, or? Uh, no, um, w- just one arm, like like you know the grab and twist sort of thing. Okay. Um, you know, getting ready to, to club him with the other hand if I need to. Okay. Um, so and he's. Let me stop you real quick. You, you, he rolled a natural one. You got the, you you rolled an adjusted twenty. You mm-hmm. reach out to grab him, and you succeeded. I'm not I'm not telling you you failed, but when you grab him, the illusion that he had about him fades. Okay, he squeaks. It's a gnome. Oh boy, it's a gnome. Oh, it's a gnome. Like a he gnome. is a gnome, and you know, the reason it fails is because you reach out to grab this human sized arm. His shoulder yeah. goes through, mm-hmm. but you kind of reach down and you, and you come down on this tiny 
small sized gnomish man and you just wrap him up. Okay. Let's uh, move in an action. Yes. So the question is, is, is Gel a gnome or is this not Gel at this point? Yep. <clears throat> okay. All right. So else? when when he when he gets a hold of this guy, he says, "Where are the children?" Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Yep. Um, you have a bonus. Anything to do with that? Say again. You have a bonus action. Is there anything else you need to do? Is there anything else you can do? Um, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I've got the. So five uh, 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 full disclosure here. Five E is new to me, right? Um, to everyone listening. So, uh, but with the action surge, I can take an additional action, but I don't think it's necessary at this point. So I'll just leave the question. He is not and resisting. The gnome hanging at this yep. point. He is not resisting you. Like he okay. knows he's got. Um, so for five E, like there is a bonus action that's available every round. Not everybody oh. can use it or has something that they can do with it. Yeah. Um, yep. There are some house rules that I uh, I have implemented. Uh, actually, I haven't hasn't come up yet. Um, but other ways to use bonus actions that you normally couldn't, um, which none of it pertains right now. When it comes up, I'll bring it up. But right now, it's just too much info. Um, but generally, you'll know if you have a bonus action available. And that's the reason yeah. I'm saying you have a move, you have an action, and you have a bonus. And it's kind of, mm-hmm. I mean to quote hold your hand for a little bit until you get used to the idea of action economy after a while i'll stop doing that i'll just like are you done and then we'll move on but sure. uh, i don't know that you as a fighter have anything that you can do with a bonus action that doesn't involve murdering this guy yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> okay uh in that case we'll move on to caldoon all righty uh 10 20 30 i'm going to move into the room any questions about the scene? Uh, I don't think so. So these three things in the middle of the room, those are chests. Yes. Okay. And that's a carpet, uh, a blue carpet on the ground. Is the floor stone? Uh, the floor is white marble. Very nice. But there is a okay. large, huge uh, rug under those three chests. That's what the blue coloring is. Right. Okay. Um, I am going to cast Create Bonfire. <laughs> Jesus. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the marble floor, right. My intent is not to catch anything on fire. Okay? That's why you cast it by fire. <laughs> yes, I don't want to burn my anything, intent, but I'm going to cast bonfire. <laughs> my intent is to block his exit and prevent anything coming down the stairs. Okay. Oh man, how big is a bonfire? It's a five foot square. So those are ten foot blocks. So you easily, it's at the foot of the square. You yeah. control it; it's magical. Yeah, you can put it, and there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, I don't want to damage anything. I want to create. I want to create a hazard. Yeah. All right. That's it's done. No problem. Um, I have another question. Yep. So this wall here, so the um, the eastern wall, the uh-huh. black is that is that a wall or is that like another room? That's a wall. It's just the, so the only other exit is the stairs. Correct. The okay, the walls yeah. of this drawing are black as well. If you look in the main room, you can see the white on the outside. So it's just black on black. Okay. Uh, but that is the wall. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I what I would like to do is cast create bonfire at the base of the stairs, create a hazard from people from moving up and down the stairs. And that what that does is it fills a five foot square with a bonfire, a magical bonfire. Um, 
If anything enters that, they have to do a dex check. If they fail, they take D8 fire damage. Excellent. Okay. And it looks terrifying. All right. I put a little rectangle there because that's my art. Uh, that's the bonfire. <laughs> How long does that last? It's, it's concentration. Beautiful. It has no duration? It's a minute. Concentration, okay. one minute. minute. Okay. All right. Anything else, Khaldun? Um, I am done. So I'm just going to stand there, arms folded, with this huge flame behind me looking at him. All right. Uh, it's Keegan's turn, and he he's not struggling. He's struggling, but he's not like, it's not really much of a struggle, right? Like, you're huge, mm-hmm. and he's a gnome. Um, he's, he's just, he's wiggling. He's like, let me go. Let me go. I didn't have a choice. Let me go. He does try to wiggle out. Okay. Uh, he's going to fail just to let you know. Okay. <laughs> just, just let you know. Uh, well, oh, oh, I don't know. Maybe, good. maybe, maybe. What you got? Oh, dang it. Okay. So it's a, it's a athletics, right? Yeah. Dang it. Oh, all right. He wiggled. So, uh, super wiggly. As he as a move action, he wiggles free. Right now, that's an okay. action. That's an action to get released. Yeah. So as an yeah. action, he he wiggles free. Like it's it's not like he outstrengthed you. It's just you know it's like holding on to something really really tiny in your giant hands. You know, you you look so strong, but it just wiggled through. He bolts out. Uh, wrong map. He uh, bolts out. Son of a bitch. Ignore that circle. I suck. Uh, out the curtain. And, well, I'm going to take him off the map for now because you do not know where he went. Uh, you both... But just through the curtain. Um, I'm sorry? He went through the curtain, right? So he, we know at least which direction he went. He went through the red curtain for sure. Okay. Um, Do we get attacks of opportunity? Fairzon does. Nobody else. These okay. are 10-foot squares. Everybody's too far away. But Fairzon definitely mm-hmm. does. Okay. Let's see if I can get rid of that damn circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there right. That's where the clues are, fellas. That's where the clues are. First and, try. What? Okay. And the... Um, let's see. As part of reaction, I can't have drawn my staff, correct? Uh, drawing weapons, opening doors, swapping weapons is a free action. Um, because this is a reaction, if you didn't mm-hmm. have it drawn, I'm going to say no. Okay. On your turn, it would be a free action, but this is a reaction, so okay. you weren't prepared to do that. Okay, that is fair. I will roll my natural one for his <laughs> unarmed strike. Okay. And again, he's... <laughs> Honestly, it's because he's so small, right? Worst Goliath ever. He zips between your <laughs> legs. Zips between your legs and out the curtain, quick as a flash. Fairzan punches himself in the junk. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Ow!" I, I meant to do that. Right Reaching. in the nose. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let me let me count. Uh, and you hear. Reminds- the front door open and slam shut. And the, and the bell ring in the background. <laughs> Magical ping. <laughs> Trathiel, we are going to stay in initiative rounds. Uh, what do you do? Round two. Well, Man, I did not better. expect for him to get away. <laughs> Holy you crap. Expect from yeah, away. Right? <laughs> That's my best skill. <laughs> Grabbing things? <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
athletics and strength. I mean, that's like his thing. They're built into uh, Goliath. So he's got proficiency. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Tarantia will come back around to the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty uh, much your full move. Those are Yeah, that's squares. what I'm thinking. Um, I really don't want to chase him out onto the street. I think I can I lock the door from here. Is it is it locked with a key? <laughs> Being a locksmith, or is it locked with a bar? It, it <laughs> it's not locked with a key. It's locked with a switch, though. You can lock it from the inside without a key. Okay, Deadpool. Yeah, more uh, or less. Yeah, then uh, I'm gonna look out the door and see if I can see him. Are you so you're opening the door? Yes. Okay. Open the door, and yeah, you see him bolting. Um, as a gnome into the crowd. He has done, uh, behind the scenes, he's done a double move. He's gotten the hell out of there. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, I'm going to swing the door closed and uh, lock it. From the inside? Mm -hmm. Okay. Shut the door, lock it, done. Now, you have a lot of crap you can do with the bonus. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, I guess I can take a dash action because apparently rogues are superhuman in 5e. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can, I can uh, come back into the room. Okay. He's gone. Ferzan, it's your turn. Ferzan looks at Drathu and says, why are you not pursuing? You really want to, you really want to chase a fellow through the streets with all the guards. It becomes his word versus ours. We have the writ. <laughs> Feel free. All right. In that Go get case. him, big fella. <laughs> Man, I wish I had some extended movement. Um, all right, then. Uh, using his powers of thinking outside of the box, or thinking outside of the locksmith shop, uh, Farzan will pull his staff from his back and charge directly south out the window. You're going to crash <laughs> yes. through the window. Yep. Yes. Done. I don't need me to check. Give me a uh, give me a dexterity saving throw to kind of avoid any horrible broken glass in the eyeballs. Can I get a second opinion on that saving throw? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Dexterity. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, it's the same as this. So, yeah, six. All right. Not hard. It was a five. I mean, it's possible to fail, but you crash through the glass. Uh, I'm going to put you prone <laughs> just outside. Well, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, with that saving throw, that was really to save you from taking just a, a minuscule amount of damage. But yeah, uh, it does make you prone. So I want to set you... Right there, which you can't okay. see that because it's dark and like, uh, there we go. Oh, excellent. That white area is actually mm-hmm. highly, uh, not white. So, anything else? <laughs> it's uh, actually he... highly toxic lava. <laughs> Floor's lava. It's lava. It, oh, is, no. it is lava street, right? Or lava avenue. It is lava yeah. avenue. Oh, the street, no. the street, the street is, is lava. lava. You have resisted um, the cold, though, so that does nothing. Yeah. He, he, he yells back over his shoulder, which way? He, uh, he went out and to 
you're right. So if you're facing, so if down on the map is south, he went east. Okay. And that would be towards uh, uh, Blue Crater Academy, that direction. Does that, make, does, that make, does that make sense? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I think so. Al. So is right. he still visible? Didn't uh, didn't Tarathiel wasn't he able to see him? Tarathiel saw him. He was running into, like I said, very cla- a very crowded, busy street. Um, but this gnome, Ferzon, you see him. I mean, it, it's not been enough time for him to get lost in the crowd. You see him running towards, obviously, like a big group of people and trying to, you know, be small. Okay. Um, in terms of action economy, is that a move or a standard to get out? Uh, well, it was a move to just bust through. To stand up is half your movement or okay. half, of, half of a move. Um, okay. You move 5, 10, 15, 20 feet. You don't quite have half a move. Well, you can take a dash action, so yes. Okay. You can do a dash using half your move to stand back up and continue on another 15 feet. Okay. Uh, he will do that, and as he encounters the thousands of people in the street, he will raise his voice once again and say, Everybody move! <laughs> <laughs> I am the Boo Squat. <laughs> yes. All right, so Fairzon has entered the mind's eye. <laughs> for anybody keeping count. Um, all right, that's it for Fairzon. Uh, Tarathia, uh, excuse me, Kaldun, give me a perception check. He's an invisible gnome. Perception check. What is my dose? 19. Good grief, 19. <laughs> okay. Roll 20 does not like me. <laughs> it's giving all I'm your likes to you somebody guys. else. So... What you see, you just—I just rolled. I rolled a natural twenty. But what that roll was, as you see, literally the shimmering outline of a form jump from the banister of the second floor, second floor, second story floor, down to right beside you. Oh, it's invisible, but you can see the shimmering outline of it. You see the shimmer, yeah. yeah. And what the role was was for it to not fall prone after jumping down 15 feet. And it moves and attempts to, you see a hand strike out, not holding a weapon, like a clawed hand strike out at you. Uh, Let's see. Let's roll the hit. Oh, God. What's your armor class? 12. 12. All right. So you feel uh, these long sharp claws reach out and rake across your chest uh i didn't set up all my dice give me one second i gotta one d four you take six points of damage from this claw okay all right so when he hits me the the ward flashes and it absorbs the six points of damage that's cool okay nice so uh for people don't really know what's going on. Tell us about the ward real quick. Talk to me about that. So, uh, Abjur, uh, that is a specialization of wizardry, and their second level ability is they get an arcane ward. Um, anytime Sorry. they cast an abjuration spell, it charges the ward. The first time you charge the ward, it gets twice your wizard level plus your intelligence bonus 
in hit points. Um, anytime you take damage, the ward takes it first. And anytime I cast Abjuration Spell, it gets twice the spell level back to the ward. So I can recharge it by casting more Abjuration Spells. Um, right now I had seven points because I charge it in the morning with an, with an alarm spell. Um, so six points of damage was deflected by the ward. Was that a kobold? <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> um, so was he, was that a was goat? he magically? Okay, I was about to say, was he magically invisible? Because attacking would like, okay. reveal him, right? So, yes, normally you're correct about the invisibility spell. It, this thing is still invisible. I'm, I'm just putting this on there because oh, I, don't wow. have, I don't have an invisible kobold icon. So we're using this kobold. The creature <laughs> that just swiped at you with its claws is still invisible. And it's okay. now your turn. All right. Well. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Real quick. Tarathiel, go ahead and give me a perception check to see if you notice also. Uh, you notice the attack. You see his, you know, the, the robe see what it is. slash, but to see whether or not you. Ooh, 13. Uh, you, all you, you don't see the shimmering, but you see that Khaldun is obviously under attack by something, but you can't tell what it is. Mm-hmm. So, Khaldun, it's your turn. Okay. Um. I'm going to call it to, to Tarathiel. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, point. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am going to attack with my sword or my uh, staff. I was going to the body snatches point. What's yeah. that? I'm going to just, I'm going to two handed smash him with my staff. All right, and go for it. At the same time, I'm like, Tarathiel, you know, there's something right here and I'm going to swing at it. <laughs> get it off me. Get it off me. Spider. 15. Smack. 15 is a hit. Mm. Disadvantage, excuse me. Hold on. You're disadvantaged. This thing's invisible. Nine. Nine is a miss. Man, you were All excited right. there for a second. So, Sorry about that. <laughs> I whiff with my staff, but yes. I'm like, there's something right here and it's attacking me. It's the right one. Khaldun, anything else? Um, no. I'm going to stay right there. Terefiel, it's your turn. So you know something's up. You know something is there because you can hear it moving. You see the damage that's happened to him. Like his his robes yeah. ripped open. You see the gashing blood, but you no, see nothing. Oh off no, that's right. It oh, that's right. Off the that's, shield, you yeah. saw the spark of the shield blocking some sort of attack, but mm-hmm. you see nothing. You don't see a thing. So I'm gonna stab into this base with my short sword, which will be with disadvantage as well. Correct. Yep. Do, do, do. Uh, that would be 14. 14. Nope, 7. 7? Seven? 7 is a miss. So seven you is swing, a miss. and you think that's where it should have been, but it, whatever it was moved just in time to get out of the way of the, the blade. Yeah, and then with my bonus action uh, offhand, I'm going to draw a dagger and attempt to hit it again. Go for it. And double roll, because things... No, 8. 8, that's a miss. I tried. You did. Valiantly. <laughs> Anything else? Where is it? It's a very cool macro you've got there, Mike. Yeah, it really is. That confused me at first, but now I love it. Yeah. Um, it's uh, There's a plugin called Beyond 20 that lets you click on your sheet in Roll20 and it, in uh, D&D Beyond, and it goes into Roll20. Ooh. It's awesome. Cool. Huh. 
I'll probably we are not use sponsored that in about a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trithiel, anything else? Uh, no, I only have a move action and I'm not going to take it because I want to continue standing here. Okay, fair's on. Um, you hear the commotion. You hear them having an active combat. Um, you hear him yelling, something is attacking me, I can't see it, get it off. You, know, you hear all everything that just happened. Okay. Uh, Farazon will abandon the chase and <laughs> jump back through the window, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no problem. Uh, difficult terrain, take an extra five feet to get back in. Okay. And I assume the curtain was flung wide when he ran through it earlier. Uh, that The curtain on that side was still open. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, that's the full move then? That's 10 feet. Okay. So you, you can you can be right next to Tarathiel at the end of your full movement. Uh, so he will say when he comes back through, he's like, I see nothing. Where is it? Give me a perception check also. It's between us. Just hit it. Uh, 14 perception you see nothing nothing not going yep i'm going in there you see nothing you can still take a swing into the empty space because yes. we're like yes okay we're like we're hinting at where it is you know <laughs> you know where it is it's kind of being surrounded by you guys but you don't see it so you can just you can attempt to attack the area with disadvantage okay i will do so with my long staff was kind of hoping for a flying kick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just Tarathiel and Kelduna just stabbing the space and nothing's happening. Just out of, from out of frame, just bam. Man, disadvantage <laughs> is a bitch in this it game. Is. It has, That's, yeah. So real quick, little backstory on Farazan, why he went to a monk monastery. When we first started talking about this initially, he was going to play a monk, and I had this great thing written out trying to introduce his character. He's like, now nah, I'm going to be a fighter. I'm like, all right. there there was one more step to that conversation where um i realized that the monk that i wanted to that i was thinking about playing um was the absolute worst uh subclass i could possibly have picked super suck Uh, yeah the four elements uh (laughs) archetype for the monk is just garbage Mm -hmm. it's cool thematically though yeah airbender but you can't bend shit yeah, it's it's very very cool, but you can do like two things yeah. a, a day, I think, and it's not well. It's short rest, know. you get some key yeah. points, but it's it's really it's it's poorly written. Yeah. So it's like being, it's well. like being a warlock. Then you, you can be yeah. really good for like five minutes, and then it's over. I've n- yeah, I've now attempted a warlock <laughs> twice and hated it both times. I cannot stand that class. I love my warlock. <laughs> she's she's not great mechanically. Um, <laughs> okay. Which is my favorite type of character. <laughs> <laughs> I am worthless. You'll you'll see. All right, fairs on. That was a move and an action. Uh, I, okay. Yep. What's, what's up, Mike? I I had a question, but uh, can come around at Kaldun's turn. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, it's fair. That's the end of Farazon's turn. It's its turn. What's your question? If you want to go ahead and ask. Uh, do we get a flanking? No. Of any description? There's so an option. Canceling op- the disadvantage? No, there's an optional rule for flanking. And after discussing it with Heath, actually, uh, when we were playing a home game, it is absurdly powerful. 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's it is yeah, ridiculously yeah. powerful to give advantage with flanking. So, no, no, I'm not using an option rule. That's just too much. Okay. Because honestly, it would suck for you guys. You're always going to have yes. be flanked. Like yes, as well. I'm this is I'm a word, numbers. So. Right. Well, it's great for <laughs> it's you. Good. It's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you, so thanks, Eve. Well, you've pissed yeah, off yeah, a rogue uh, guild. So, do you want a bunch of flanking? That's a good point. Never mind. Sure, really? Thanks, Heath. No, it's fine. Uh, was, that what, was that it, Mike? Just about the flight? Yeah, that was my question. Yeah. All right. No, I was just trying to cheat my way to victory. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> just trying to win. I understand. Well, I mean, we we threaten this thing. So if you do hit it, I think that's going to be a sneak attack. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're within five feet. So you get your sneak attack. Yeah. Yeah. I got to hit it, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's um, key. So try. there's a lot of keys in here. <laughs> Fairzone, that's your turn. So this mm-hmm. thing, uh, it's kind of amorphous. Like it's not like it's, you know, Caldun, you can see it. It's it's a weird, shimmering, like smooth texture-looking uh, outline of this form, and it moves strangely, um, like limberly. Like it has, like it's all connective tissue like it, it, it bends backwards where it shouldn't be or elbow joints go the wrong way and it oh, does this, one of those things it does this weird kind of somersault uh movement out from between the two of you f- flanking it uh because it's invisible you do not get an attack of opportunity comes Can around comes around behind you caldoon and attempts to slash at you once again of course. Okay. I uh, resist. You resist, and your resistance was not futile. It misses. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what's your okay. armor class? 12. Okay, yeah, barely. It's um, not 6. <laughs> well, that's, that doesn't have my plus to hit. Um, uh, it does miss. Uh, it like it glances off your shield, but doesn't like take anything out of your shield you know, yeah. thematically. Okay. Sure. Um, and uh, that's it for its turn. Uh, Khaldun, it's your turn. I am going to drop the bonfire right at its feet. Okay. <laughs> so, dex save, DC 13. DC 13 dexterity save is a negative. I rolled a four. I don't think it has Hooray. plus nine. So, there's <laughs> two points of fire damage. Two points. Got it. Anything and else? Smell its location. And it's, and it's still burning. <laughs> Does it become Do you have scent? Huh? Does it become visible now? You it doesn't. Um, so d- does the actual bonfire say it causes the creature Man. to continue burning for X amount of rounds or anything like that? Oh no no no. Well, if, if it stands there in the fire, of course yes. Oh, but I, no 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 no. It doesn't if, catch fire. If, yeah. As soon as I cast it, it makes a save. If it ends its turn in that space, it has to save again. Gotcha. Okay. So you two. Uh, Ferzan and Tarathiel, you can't see it, but it's standing in this fire. You can see the flames like licking around it, lapping around it. You can see the image as it's of this creature as it's standing in the fire. Otherwise, it's still you, you still can't make it out like Khaldun seems to be able to. But while it's in the fire and a little bit of smoke, you can see it wrapping around the edges of its form, and you see this invisible creature standing in this bonfire. Uh, Tarathiel, uh, no more disadvantage. I'm sorry. You still have disadvantage. No more disadvantage. No, you still have disadvantage. It's still it, that's, this is thematics. Uh, uh, that's it for Caldeon. Tarathiel, it's your turn. It's flavor visible. Yes. 
all right, I'm going to come around to the south of it then. Uh, assuming this is south, which is not necessarily true, but <laughs> we'll go with it. And uh, it's map I'm south. Going to attempt to hit it. Going to attempt to hit it, hit it again. Go for it. Map south. What? Twenty-one and a twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that hits. Now the problem is I need to roll these separately and then do the damage, right? Because we need to figure out which one is actually the damage. Let me. I can roll the damage on its own. Let me do that. <laughs> uh, I think. No, I can't. That's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with the first one. It was the first okay. one you rolled. I mean, the 21 and the All second right. one. It's fine. Uh, yeah, so, so six, six piercing damage, and if sneak attack applies, then three. It does apply, so you nail it. So because of the smoke, you can kind of see it's vital where you think the vital areas are, and you get your sneak attack damage in there. And yep. you attack it, you don't see any blood, and you don't hear a sound. But you know you hit okay. it. Nice, satisfying right. thunk. And then offhand with the dagger is going to be... 17 or a 24, so 17 nice. with disadvantage. That's a hit. Nice. Neck attack. 4 plus 3. Now, 5th edition, you can't get sneak attack on every hit. It's just once around, right? Once per oh, that's, that's right. Correct. That's, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, 5 more piercing damage. 5 points of damage, and it collapses into the bonfire. Hooray! And it continues to burn. Continues. And then does it become visible? No, it's, it's still invisible. Weird. Freaky. Yep. That's a really high level effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gelatinous cube. It's a CR2. <laughs> That's CR2. <laughs> Dorothea kind of points with his blade and, and looks at Keldun. That yours? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I dropped the flames. Okay. So you oh, did meant, you did scorch the body. you did scorch the carpet a little bit, just to let you know. Well, FYI. he can take it. All right. Yes. Just, just, <laughs> uh, out of combat, you got this. So the the, the uh, bonfire is magical. So you cancel it, and it's just nothing's there, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So the other you two guys don't see anything. Caldun, even though it's stopped moving, you can see a almost imperceptible outline of invisibility of this creature. Okay. Um... Is there anything in this room that I can, like, I don't know, pour on it or something? I mean, I kind of know where it is. Like, if I had some sand, I'd sprinkle it on it or something. Um, grab, grab a curtain. Well, the, grab out a curtain. so at the, base, at the base of the stairs, there's that cabinet with, a uh, like, a blanket thrown over it. There's that blanket. Oh, that's you... a trap. That is a trap. <laughs> that is easily the biggest trap I've ever seen in any setup in any, any movie everywhere. <laughs> Do it in anyway. a trap. It's not a trap. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, okay. So you do have uh, curtains. You get, the, you get the set of red curtains and black curtains. You do have the the trap. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of options that you could you could uh, pick up on. Well, okay. Um, there's a fireplace out in the entryway, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, yes. Is there yes, a fire was. burning in it? Yes, there was. Is all right. I'm going to walk through the curtain. Okay. Uh, cast mage hand, reach into the flame, grab a handful of soot. Okay. And then go back in here and just sprinkle soot all over this thing. All right. You so have we made can it actually sooty. kind of see it. So it's still you know, technically invisible, but it's enough to where the other two can make out where it is, for sure. Yeah, well, I want to get an idea of the shape of this, whatever the hell it is. It's, it's kind of shapeless. Like, 
Um, no ears. Uh, is it a swine? No, it's got eyes and a mouth, but like maybe rounded ears. Uh, it's definitely got extended claws. Uh, it's humanoid shape, you know, hands and feet, uh, average height. Um, if you you want, you can give me a knowledge check. What um, kind of knowledge? Arcana. Yeah. I'll do that one. It's five. Five is not a... No, no, no. It's plus five. Oh, okay. Twelve. Twelve. Still not sure. Okay. You you know quite a bit. You know a lot of um, strange things that don't usually occur in this mm -hmm. prime material plane. It's not really... You're not sure. You're not sure what's going on okay. with this. Okay. Uh, the other two can as well. Uh, if you're trained in Arcana, I'll give you a chance. Otherwise, this is a tough check. Yeah, not trained. Okay. Not not proficient. All right. Is it wearing clothes? It's attacked with claws as a natural weapon, so natural. it didn't have any equipment, right? No equipment, no clothes. Okay. Uh, Gross, it's nude. It's, it's, <laughs> it, oh, it's nude from the nipple down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, no, it has no equipment, no clothing, no nothing. It's just okay. a strangely amorphous uh, creature. Tarathiel is going to come try and uh, unclose the other curtain to try and like make us hidden, but he just makes a face at the hole in the, in the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now that you know, it's been about a minute since the combat ended, you guys doing the suit, kind of checking things out, uh, you do hear a kind of a commotion outside. Ferrazon looks at uh, Tarathriel and Galdun and says, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All better. <laughs> yes. It's I okay. did not intend to leave you with this dangerous creature. So, did you say that you have closed the black curtains? Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, you do hear uh, commotion outside? I'm trying to hide our actions from what's from the street, so that no, they're not peering yeah, in, yeah. looking at us. Like. Probably great idea. Uh, <laughs> after you know another twenty thirty seconds, you hear a knocking on the front door, muffled, uh -oh. uh, muffled. Well, not so muffled because there's a hole in the window. Uh, guard, this is city guard. Open up. I will take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to stand here next to this and visit assassin. Okay. And poke it with a stick. <laughs> over and over and over. Yes. There's uh, uh, what you doing. He will answer the door. Open up. How can I help you? Have you opened the door or are you just talking through the door? He opens the door. Okay. Um, he is the door. Yeah, yeah, right. He replaces the door <laughs> with him as Bade. So you see uh, like a guard group. There's four of them. And what mm -hmm. looks like probably, you know, the sergeant of the group is standing there knocking on the door. You open the door and he just, you know, looks up. And you see kind of a, a, a slight glimmer of recognition. I mean, you, you stick out and you've been here for a while. And mm -hmm. you've actually kind of, even in the day or so since you turned in those other uh, laughing, uh, last laugh guards that were hired, um, you're you're kind of known. I mean, maybe through you know water cooler talk or whatever, just whispers. But you see that he looks at you with a little hint of recognition, and okay. tilts his head a little bit. He points at the window. 
what's going on? Where's Kel- where's Ke- uh, where's Gelf? We are not sure. There has been an incident. Well, I heard the incident was you diving out the window. And he turns around and points, and there's like a dozen people rubbernecking, taking selfies and eating chicken. <laughs> um, I want to interrupt we'll, just for a second. Okay. While, no. this is, while this conversation is going on, um, I am going to walk over to the window. And between Mage Hand and Mending, I'm going yes. to start repairing this you window. Excellent. I would give you inspiration if you weren't full of it. I'm full of it. He's okay. Definitely. But, but yeah, so I, you, see, you see him magically. He's moving his hands, and this glass is just lifting off the ground and, and, and reassembling itself into a window. And so, Fairzon, you know, you, you've walked around the counter, you started talking to the guard. Uh, Khaldun's <coughs> moved over to start repairing this window. Uh, Tarathiel, are you taking any action during this? or? Yeah, Tarathiel is going to try and find a sneaky way out of this building, which uh, might have been the window, but now that Kaldun is, is repairing <laughs> it, that's no longer an option. So at this point, I think I'm going to attempt to sneak up the stairs. Okay. Which might be a very bad plan. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so... No worse than running through the window out the first place. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> really? <laughs> let's see. Give me one second. I'm going to open that part of the map. It's going to be... Well, let's see. No, don't do that. Yes, do that. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Reveal Uh, all. So let me adjust to where you can kind of see. That's the second story, if it's not obvious. Um, Do you see where the connection is? On the first floor, ground floor, you get the stairs. You're at the top of those stairs. Um, You move on and see. This is basically all you see. This is a hallway. Uh, and those are two okay. doors. Door behind you, door at the end of the hall to the right. Okay. Um, uh, I'll try the first door, the one that I'm at, if, I, if I've got enough kind of time to do that. You've got enough time to check it, the door is locked. Okay. Okay, so you made it up of the stairs. Of course it is. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> a locksmith. In a locksmith's house, yeah, right. of course there are locks. Um, <laughs> it is locked. <laughs> um, and you. So I'm going to go back to the guys. You hear them discussing things downstairs. Yep. Yep. Uh, on. you're sitting there in front of this guard sergeant, and you notice that the glass over beside you starts to lift off the ground, and the glass starts forming back to its original pane. And the sergeant kind of looks over and looks back at you. What is what is going on? Where is Gelv? Why? I, fair, you need to let me in. I'm coming in. Guards. And he's like, Waving them to come past and move past you. Just a moment. He says, well, <clears throat> excuse me. He says, um, the one that was supposedly Gel ran from here when we questioned him about the kidnappings from the Lake Avenue or uh, Lava. Street Orphanage? Is that what you're talking about? Lantern, 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 I'm sorry, Lantern, Lantern Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really when like when we questioned him about the Lava Street Orphanage, yeah, he became a gnome and he ran that way. He pointed down the street. <laughs> and something attacked us inside. Wait. Go back to, what do you mean he turned into a gnome? The one 
that was posing as Gail shimmered into a gnome. This is all I know. Why it were is you magic. at the Lantern Street Orphanage? What you, what's that business of yours? We were investigating that. We and, have a writ from the Church of St. Cuthbert. Do you have it? <laughs> I do not. So the guards he, he are attempting to move past you. Are you resisting them? Uh, no. Okay. So they're moving in. And like The other three guards, he's standing on the doorstep. The other three guards, they come in and just start looking around. Like they're not, you know, like hut, 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 hut. They're not paratroopers or anything, but you don't have to move. They're just moving through you, past you, and they're just checking things out. Um, it's going to take when you. I, can I see them coming through? Like yes. I'm repairing the glass. Yes. Can yes. I see the guards yes. coming Absolutely. through the door? Absolutely. And so I loudly say, oh my goodness, it's so nice to have the guards here to help us. <laughs> oh, give me. <laughs> Some sort of bullshit check. <laughs> Give me a straight up uh, deception. Yeah, that'll work. Um, so does uh, does it? Deceiving? Does I'm it glad the, you're uh, here. That spell take a minute to cast the amending spell. Is that right, or is it just an action? It's just an action. Okay. That's handy. Uh, so it's done then. You're you're essentially done then. Um, five. Five. Yeah, Tarathiel, <laughs> what you doing? I would like to check the other door, please. Run down the hallway. It is also locked. The guards are moving throughout. They're checking the door. So, Trathiel, you interrupt me. I'm just going to describe the scene. There's something else you want to do real quick. Um, They come in and they check this back door. And rattle, rattle, rattle. Locked. Two of the guards come back to the display area. They see... Khaldun over at the window repairing it. One comes over to you, just kind of looks things over, you know. Um, the other one moves across and trips over this body. Well, it's it's pretty obvious now, yeah, because of all the soot and everything. But it wasn't super obvious. Like it's it's like a, okay. a glazing, a dark right. glazing on an invisible body. So he didn't notice yeah, it. And he, ash color against a marble floor. It's yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean he tripped and fell and broke his neck, but he like stumbled over it a little stumbled bit. Stumbled into it. He okay. just kind of turns and looks and oh, watch the corpse. And he <laughs> he immediately just goes to his his weapon. What, what? captain or sergeant? You may want to call the watch captain. There's a there's a dead body in here. I I think I don't know. You over by the window. I need you to come over here, please. Just, uh, I need to see your hands. He's, so he's basically like, come over here. Let me see. My what you're hands doing. are in, my hands are in front of my face okay. right now because I'm casting a spell. Tarathiel, you hear the commotion. You hear him yell, "Hey, sergeant, call the watch captain. Something sketchy." Sketchy. Oh my God, that was Southern as hell. Um, Someone, something sketchy. <laughs> something sketchy going down there. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Um, <laughs> call Bubba. No. Realizing that he probably doesn't have enough time to pick one of these locks and and knock a cord, and it's going to look very bad if he's picking a lock <laughs> when the guard finds him. Attempting to pick uh, a lock is an action. I mean, you could you yeah. can try it if you like. You can try it if you like. You're a bad man. <laughs> I'm just giving you the options. It's a trap. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, all right. No, fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I Go get proficiency it. anyway. I've got my thieves tools. Uh, so, yeah, so I read about thieves tools. I have been doing it a little off. Uh, thieves tools just allow you to pick a lock. Unless you're proficient, you don't get that plus two proficiency bonus. So it will be a yes. dexterity check with your proficiency bonus in the thieves tools, which is a plus two. Okay. Okay. So did it. I think I can just I can just roll it in beyond twenty, and we'll see what happens. All right. If it gives me the right thing. Selectability, that, uh, proficient, what is the role for it? It's a dexterity, d20, uh, d20 plus your dexterity yeah. plus two for proficiency in the skill, uh, in the tool. Yeah, okay. I don't know what your dex we'll is, see. probably plus three. We'll see if that does it. <laughs> so that's a 19 on the die for a 24. That'll do it. It does not do it. It Ooh. does not do it. No, no. he's too no, good. No, this is a locksmith's house. Yeah. But I will give you one thing. You almost had it. You were about yeah. to unlock this thing, and one of the tumblers dropped right as you were about to turn it. All right. Uh, have I got enough time to? I, I kind of. I want to pack away my my thieves tools quickly, and then uh, I just want to hold the hold the writ out in my left hand, uh-huh. and kind of very clearly not be holding a weapon in my right. But I kind of don't <laughs> want to draw attention to my right hand because it's missing a finger, and there are implications to that. <laughs> okay. So you're holding so you're kinda, holding the writ in your I'm, in your non mangled hand. Yeah, exactly. I want them to look at that hand and okay. just kind of, uh, I'm I'm slowly going to come down the stairs. So you start strutting down the stairs, hand in your pocket, written the air, <laughs> multipaths. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to hide my hand because that's suspicious. Right. I just want to not draw attention to it. Okay. Possible. Um, so well, you've got your bonus move. You could come all the way down the stairs. Yeah, you can make it down yeah. the stairs. <laughs> Run down the stairs toward the garden. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I just trip and fall directly into the obvious trap. <laughs> <laughs> so you come downstairs uh two of the guards are in here one of them is not detained Khaldun, but he's like standing right next to him you know weapons are still uh, haven't been drawn but they're kind of mm-hmm. you know they're ready these guys are standing ready you hear uh fares on in the other room talking with somebody uh, right now the general conversation is you guys need to hang out here we're gonna call the watch captain you've got some questions to answer i mean they saw the, this, this, what's your name? It's pointing at Fairzon. I am Fairzon. So you're hard to miss. And at least a dozen people witnessed you jump out the window after some child that was running into the crowd. So we have to get to the bottom of this. Um, I'm going to need you all to stay right here for an entire week when we pick this back up next Sunday. <laughs> oh, that was I think my legs will fall asleep. That was yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> so um, as with any D and D session, things slide gently off the rails. Oh my god! <laughs> you went out the damn window, man. I don't even have a map for that. I mean, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> um, so Just put you back on the city map. On Where the, do you want to go? On the off chance that people didn't get here at the beginning when we did some announcements, again, we're going to put this announcement out there, out in the world verse. Um, this will be the last episode on my personal Twitch channel. Next week when we play again, it will be on the Back Patio Network Twitch channel. Um, we're going to try to get that out on every social network there is. 
It's in our Discord. We'll put it on Twitter. Uh, I mean, we're just going to spread the word. And also, um, telegraphs, telegraphs, smoke signals. Uh, looks like Adam just put it in the uh, the chat, that, which is a direct link to the Back Patio Nets Twitch channel. So, from episode five on, we're moving over to our Back Patio Network Twitch uh, channel. Um, hopefully, I don't have to recreate this gorgeous scene that you see before me. That took me no less than three months to do this rudimentary <laughs> setup. Um, but no, I, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see you in seven days. Bye, y'all. Get hyped. Thanks for coming. Yeah.